the english media is probably going to pick on it pretty quickly no uh, he's walking into a very tough job it's a hot pit uh, yeah because they are hungry for results it's almost like they don't want england to drop that and if you want a guy who's been so consistent and been building up over time matthew is is a is a guy who ticks that box i don't know what more he has to do to <laughs> pick to yeah. play england If you move on to what's happening in Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka is playing a domestic T20 tournament. This is not a time we normally play first-class cricket in Sri Lanka. And I mean, we have a lot of cricketers in England <coughs> playing league cricket. And this is a 24-team tournament playing in four groups. Um, Banu Rajapaksa returned from the IPL and straight away went to play a game from the airport and scored a 100 of 54 balls or something. We are still in the early stages of this tournament, so... We'll keep an eye on that, Bora, um, because Nasun uh, Chanaka and all these uh, white ball players are playing in this tournament. Yeah, it's an interesting time to play cricket. Like like you said, normally we are used to cricket winding up in you know January, end of February, March. Uh, end of Maximum March. End of then, March, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the boys go to England to play, get more exposure into league cricket. um so that they continue their cricket rather than having off season in sri lanka mm. um may is generally monsoon rain so not a lot of cricket they are able to play um well, and then i mean i'm just going back in time when i was playing cricket in sri lanka you then um as emerging player you get ready for the under 23 tournament back in the day yeah. uh, which didn't uh, transition through to premier cricket yeah uh and even for under 23 cricket uh, it's almost like a pre-season at this time and then you kind of play closer to july uh, august uh, from memory or might be this is oh, yeah. long back i don't want to shoot my age out here but uh, <laughs> just not used to cricket being there yeah. but uh, obviously there might be reasons behind mm. them playing it um it's yeah. just um some of the uh, players who are in england who's i mean have gone over to england it's a good source of income for a lot of the domestic players going there to support their families mm. but they also misses a piece of the cake of trying to push for national selection or even an slp sorry uh, the slt20 yeah. uh, tournament being put in their hands up to be picked as a um, local player so uh it's a bit of a doesn't sit well when we have players who can't make a ch- like it's they had to go to england otherwise that that window's going to close up and now having a domestic tournament in between doesn't help because i think there was a lack of communication out to the players to let them know what's happening now uh, so a bit disappointing from that aspect mm. no no i had to agree with you with that um talking about england uh england has picked a test squad and guess what anderson and broad are back bora now this so called new era of english cricket with rob key being the director of cricket and brendan brendan macallum as the red ball coach mm. and timot as the white ball coach and when they go ahead and pick the test squad it's basically the same squad 
they went back to the old players yeah i know they are playing in england and anderson and rodda they are best bowlers but if you look at this bowling attack marco yeah. is injured and <clears throat> um, they these all three bowlers will bowl mm. at the same pace and the blackley get the nod ahead of Matty Parkinson who's been taking wickets for Lancashire. I I don't know what more he has to do to <laughs> the pick to yeah. play in It's interesting. It's I guess we just got to give them time to see them settle into their roles. I think Robki it's easy to be I mean they've made it obviously tried to come to yeah with decision with what they want to do but in the past as well that's the challenge i think joe root and even the previous selectors to the coaching staff would have had these how do we transition through broad and anderson um all these questions about having to them replace is whenever they play overseas and yes. it doesn't matter if broad anderson played the, the results haven't been the best in england Broad and Anderson are top notch, but I'm sure if you put in a few other English bowlers as well, they might perform well. You yeah. know, um, so at, they still got to keep transitioning them out. It's no point bringing them all back together. Because yeah. depends how much years of cricket they have. So um, I mean, Chris Wokes would be good to have in that England camp. He'll be he'll do well with the Dukes bowl. um but i guess it's more to let's calm the ship down a bit by bringing the two players we know who are top notch in england gets mm. us of an advantage and hopefully once that uh, the ship is settled a bit then again start transitioning out what they want to do but um their batting still a bit of an unknown so after the summer we we'll realize what's happening with their batting mm what they did with the counter cricket is they prepared flat wicket so the batsman can score runs and uh, lots of batsmen <laughs> have been scoring lots of runs so don't know yeah. whether that'll be the case when it comes to that first test at lords um it'll be interesting I was a bit, yeah. I was a bit yeah i was a bit surprised that um james wins didn't find his way into the batting order so um they've been rough on him haven't they yeah and if they want a player like they want to keep persisting i think he could have given him a better run but the summer will result on how robkey's decision making is same with brendan mccallum he's i mean he's done a lot of franchise cricket uh, a big gig uh, to fill in an english setup i mean he edged out i think gary kirsten um in the running to become a coach so um, and gary kirsten's a real good coach in the circuits so he's done international teams really well he's coached india well and he's had pretty good successes so um they've gone with a very aggressive move with mccallum and um, stokes so mm-hmm. we'd like to see whether they stick to that form of playing characters as well so Yeah, yeah, right. What do you think about Matthew Mott's appointment? First thing yeah. that I saw when I looked at when I saw that news was how many years has he signed the deal for? Yeah. And yeah. it's a four-year deal. 
So, you know, when I first saw the news, I thought, Bora, okay, he'll be there for a year, maybe two years. Then mm-hmm. they'll, they'll get um, uh, Morgan to take over the uh, coaching role with the white ball team. But four yeah. years, so um, yeah, that's, that, that's a fairly long time in international cricket. And um, um, I mean, Matthew Mott had, you know, he had lots of success with Aussie women's team. Mm. They've been dominating, they've been raising that bar so high that no one can, no one can reach them. But um, it's, it's a completely different ball game with men's cricket. And, uh, you know, um, because the oppositions are like you, you have more teams which are equally matched. Like, yeah, they're playing against each other. Yeah, I guess he'll bring a lot of off-field skills as well. Mm. Um, I mean, having managed a uh, Aust- uh, dominant Australia women's team, he he'll know to handle emotions well as well as uh, build on skills. Mm. I mean, uh, getting the women's team to where they are, like you say, no one can get close to them. That in itself is a massive achievement. So. He'll be able to transition that into the um, English camp as well. They need a little bit of a refresher because, look, they are dominant in white ball cricket. But it's almost like they don't want England to drop that. And if you want a guy who's been so consistent and been building up over time, Matthew is. He's a, he's a guy who ticks that box because he's made sure Australia women's team doesn't drop the ball and you know suddenly have a slump in that they've actually been able to keep persisting so that in, when you look at that it's a pretty good strategy to go with a guy who knows um, how to uh, keep the performance as well as raise the bar mm. um, so and a four-year deal that's a pretty good result yeah. that shows the trust they have in him um, and might be like you're saying to transition Morgan into the English camp from a mentorship. Like, like Brendan McCallum, he says he's not a technical coach. He's more of a guy who's you know mentor and then working through. So, um, it. I mean, Morgan can do that. He's got all the success um, in that aspect. So you got the technical skills development to a certain level of coaches. And you got guys who are mentoring. Um, so it's just something that it didn't sit well when uh, McCallum said he's not a technical coach. It's almost like there are a lot of feel good coaches out there. So, um, mm. and it's an easy option out there. It's a hard one to be, you know, develop technical skills. Uh, and in an international team, when there are tough times, you need, you need to be able to make that decision. Um, if you're out and vocal saying, look, I'm not that technical coach, um, the English media is probably going to pick on it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Now he's walking into a very tough yeah. uh, job. It's a hot uh, bit. Uh, yeah, because they are hungry for results. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they go. But yeah, yeah you keep an eye on that. Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening in. Send us an email on Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast at gmail.com. Cheers, guys. All right. Bye-bye.